with that, we'll pass the lead baton to you so you can begin to set the stage for today's Indy Lights race. Yeah, we are set to go racing for round number three of the Indy Lights series presented by Cooper Tires. It's the Indy Lights Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by Foundation Building Materials. Green flag, the command to start engines coming your way in just about 15 minutes. We're going to go racing for 35 laps around this 1.8-mile street course, 14 turns here in St. Petersburg, six to the left, eight to the right. That front straightaway we talked about it, that airport runway, uh, 2,413 feet in length, and these 13 drivers to the Indy Light Series are set to contest uh, around this this uh, street course for 35 laps. Starting lineup today sees Kyle Kirkwood from uh, nearby Jupiter, Florida, on the pole position. David Malukas from Chicago, Illinois, starts to his outside. Malukas, one of the drivers that won at Barber Motorsports Park just one week ago. In row two, it'll see Andretti Autosport teammates. Uh, Andretti Autosport Steinbrenner driver Devlin D. Francesco, fresh off of two third-place finishes. Wouldn't you know, that's where he starts today, in the third position where he's joined by his teammate from the Singapore uh, in, uh, in Mr. Frost uh, for uh, Daniel Frost for Andretti Autosport starting fourth. Their teammate, Robert McGinnis, starts in the fifth position. Alongside him, Linus Lundquist, who comes into this weekend as the points leader, has a 13-point advantage over Devlin D. Francesco. Probably a little early, though, for us to talk about the championship hunt, but Lundquist has his work cut out for him. First time on a street course, he'll start in the sixth position. In row number four, Alex Peroni for Carlin Racing. Alongside him, Benjamin Pedersen, who had a nice podium finish in Barber last weekend as well. In row number five, Antonio Saravalle, the driver from Canada. Uh, One-car team, a nice qualifying effort as he'll start ninth. Alongside him will be Nikita Lastishkin. Toby Sowry starts in the 11th position. Stingray Rob will start 12th. Christian Bogle in 13th. Of course, we'll have the entire crew up for this lights race, including our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton. And uh, Davey, it was uh, a runaway for the two races in Barber in terms of the front of the field. But I think my biggest takeaway from those races in Birmingham were throughout the middle of the pack, the racing appears to be really good once again in Indy Lights. Yeah, we've seen that both races, didn't we, Nick, to where the both days, as you said, both races, the first couple guys checked out. But, man, from their back, they were nose to tail fighting it out. It was very, very exciting. and shows how competitive those young kids are, too, that are trying to, to take it to the next step, uh, Nick, to get in this IndyCar series. So uh, it's, they're always fun to watch. The series is growing again, back to 13 cars in our field, and, and it looks positive to uh, continue the growth. So it's, it's, it's great to see. David, we know how unforgiving this street course in St. Petersburg can be for the IndyCar Series drivers. Uh, I would expect for these lights drivers it doesn't change much. Uh, so a lot of horsepower in these machines and these drivers going to be going wheel to wheel at the start of this event. Yeah, absolutely. And, we, and we've seen in the 2000, 2000 Pro, uh, seen some cars on the hooks where they're trying to get through some of these areas. For example, down in turns three, uh, five and six, seven. You can't go through there too wide, much less four wide, by the way, that they tried to get through there and got in some trouble and, and had some incidents down there. So these guys, as close as they are, they try to take advantage of everything they can. And if you go over the edge on this track, just no different than IndyCar guys, uh, can't get you in trouble. Yeah, you mentioned it, uh, looking 
forward to talking with uh, Rob Howden from the Road to Indy a little bit later to kind of recap some of the action because, as you mentioned, uh, there was a USF 2000 race where I think there were a couple cars ended up on their lids. So it was uh, quite wild for these Indy Lights field. Uh, David Malukas, Kyle Kirkwood on the front row. Davey, I know we all kind of like seeing some of those young American talents come up through the field. And uh, to have two Americans on the front row here at St. Petersburg, I know that's got to be a lot of a lot of excited homegrown fans excited to watch those guys. No, it's always good, right? That's why we want the best racers in the world, not just uh, from our country. And so when you see them on the front row, they know you know they had to earn it because they're from all over the world. And, and any time that you win events like that, man, that tells you you're on top of top of your sport. So it's great to see those two on the front row. We'll see how turn one goes. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They're, they're both competitive guys, and uh, we're going to find out uh, if that inside lane or outside lane is going to be the best going down to turn one today. Davey, at Barber Motorsports Park, we saw... A- Again, runaway finishes up front with Linus Lundquist kind of dominating that first race uh, and then David Malukas running away with the second race. Is that harder to do at a street course like St. Petersburg? I mean, do you expect to see someone run away and hide like we saw at Barber Motorsports Park where, boy, it seems like when you're on your rhythm, you can really walk away from the field? Yeah, you can, and you can do it here as well. I, it's just not as easy here, I don't think. Uh, we, as we've seen there, we had in the IndyCar series, for example, we've seen you know 18 cars in the top 20 here, or I mean within one second. I'm sorry, and now you see 20 cars within one second. So a little bit tighter uh, course. They stay closer together, but um, it's so easy as we've seen guys in in Indy Lights in the past, and in, in pretty much all the series, you can be up front by yourself and still make a huge mistake and put yourself out of contention. So even though you may have a big lead, it's still not easy out there, and you're still, you know, driving that car to its edge. And with walls on both sides, even the bumps and and everything that goes with this track, uh, you got to stay on top of it. There's no doubt about it. This is the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires on IndyCar Radio. Nick Yeoman and the whole gang will uh, reintroduce and welcome back everybody to the broadcast momentarily as we're just 10 minutes away from the engines firing uh, here at St. Petersburg. This is rounds three and four of the 2021 champion. For Indy Lights, uh, the season started with IndyCar at Barber Motorsports Park. It was the Swedish driver, Linus Lundquist, who dominated race number one. He's your points leader. And the driver who finished, uh, who won the second race, David Malukas, uh, comes in third in points. A little bit of an issue, the opening lap of that first race that saw Malukas and Kyle Kirkwood making contact and ending up at the bottom of the hill of turn one. So nice rebound for Malukas last week, winning in race two. A nice bounce back for Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, doing it today, starting on pole position, looking for his very first Indy Lights win. Of course, uh, this rounds three and four. The series will make their way to the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway for rounds five and six. Then it's off to Detroit. Indy Lights will be back in action in Detroit. Again, those races coming up in May and June. Uh, let's hear from some of these drivers as we're waiting uh, for them to climb into their race cars. Uh, Ryan Marine, who have you caught up with down on pit lane? I found Robert McGinnis, who will start fifth today, eighth tomorrow for Andretti Autosport. Uh, you've got some experience running here going back to 2019. Has the track changed much, or did it greet you the way you expected it to? Um, no. I, I think the track is a lot faster than we expected it to be. And I think that kind of comes back to they ran a race here in October. I think the track's very rubber done already. So. 3, 11, 12, we're flying, so it's a blast to be out there. It's just, I, I almost think it hurt me, like I was expecting the track to be a lot slicker. All of a sudden, it's a totally different racetrack. 
So qualifying not quite the way you want it around this place, and do we expect to have push to pass back? I know we had to go the weekend without it at Barber last week. Yeah, we'll have push to pass this week, and uh, I think, you know, just being smart, and uh, there's very little grip here, right? So I think you can just push hard the whole race, and I'm just going to be sending it from start to finish. I've looked through the data. We made a few car changes, and I think we'll be in the window. We'll be good to go. Good luck. Thanks, Ryan. That sounds like a lot of fun for us. Uh, he's going to be sending it from start to finish. So I tell you, our turn announcers, they better be on their toes looking out for Robert McGinnis. I think if we've learned anything over the years, these Indy Lights drivers aren't afraid to send it. And uh, and Davey, I mean, let's be honest, on a street course like St. Petersburg where, you know, you're racing the track as much as you're racing your fellow competitors, sometimes it takes that type of commitment level to be fast around these places. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, hey, these guys are brave, by the way. They know they have to get everything they can out of these race cars and, and push themselves every single lap because if they want to move up this, this ladder, as tough as it is to get an IndyCar in series, and by the way, we just heard that Will Power, he's not going anywhere for a while, so that seat's not going to be vacant, and there's a lot of teams in that same situation that these drivers are here for a while. We have a bunch of young guys in the IndyCar series now that plan on being there a long, long time, so you really have to be, you know, stand outside the box and really be noticed uh, in these in these slower divisions to be able to have that opportunity. So saying that, these guys are on the gas from start to finish and doing everything they can to show that they're a superstar. Hey, Davey, I know uh, that news broke uh, during the IndyCar qualifying show. Didn't get a lot of time to talk about it. Your thoughts and impressions on, on Team Penske making that decision to re-up with Will Power for the future? Well, no surprise, really. I mean, you know, I, I think last year we, we, I even heard in Will's voice, you know, a little, little, you know, discouragement per se that didn't know if, where he was going to be or what was going on and wasn't happy with a few things. But man, they belong together. They've, they've done so much together. They're, they win races. They win poles. I mean, this guy's, um, a great driver with a great team. And I can't imagine why they, and still has that fire and still has the, the want need to be a, a champion and, and to win races, poles. And, 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 um, I, you know, I, I, I think it's great that he's back in there. I think Will's great for our sport. I think he's uh, as a guy we love to watch, and uh, I'm happy to see it, uh, that he's signed on for long term. Uh, next question is how on earth tomorrow does he come from the 20th uh, starting position and get up front, which is a place where uh, he's been known for here around St. Pete? Well, that's a little different story there, right? I mean, he's got his work cut out for him. We're used to seeing him, well, nine times anyways, that, that he starts from that pole position and, and usually towards the front of the, the field without looking at all the stats. Uh, this has to be the farthest back he's probably ever started at this at this event. But um, you never say no. And I think Simon Pagel is one that when he got to that Penske group and he has, they all have that same attitude is you can win the race from anywhere. We, we have a bigger challenge. It's going to be a little more difficult, but never give up and never give up on your guys and give it all you have and 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 uh you, you could still have the opportunity to win this race sunny st petersburg florida is the uh, the host site for the indy light series the entire road to indy here this weekend uh the usf 2000 indy pro 2000 indy light series getting set to contest their third race of the season here about four minutes away from firing the engines here on indy car radio uh nick yeoman davy hamilton mark james the entire crew of ryan marine and rob howden on pit lane jake query and Michael Young are uh, heading out to their positions where they will help call the action uh, around the streets of St. Petersburg. About three and a half minutes from the command of firing these engines. We can welcome in our turn announcers. Going to have uh, two of them help call this action. I know Michael Young, you're going to handle uh, the opening corner of this Indy Lights race. We're going to see him fan out 
two, three, four. I mean, ultimately, you could go six or seven wide. We don't think they'll get that wide, but uh, ultimately, tell us about that view that you'll have for the start of this race and uh, the entire 35 laps here at uh, St. Petersburg. Well, I'll tell you this, Nick. I have a view of turn one, two, and if I run quick enough, I could probably get three and four. I'm just not as quick as I used to be. On top of the parking venue here at the uh, St. Petersburg Grand Prix, right, right next to the Dolly Museum on the top floor of that, but a great view coming into turn number one. And so much action has happened there over the years. The wind really going to be in the face of these drivers as they come down their front straightaway, actually hitting them drivers left to right. So it'll be a very busy day, a very exciting day. And for any time we come here to the streets of St. Petersburg, so much fun, so much great history at this great race circuit, a beautiful day. And Jake Query, you have a beautiful view as well. Michael, it's pretty simple. We basically said to ourselves, we can rely on the quickness of Michael Young or we can dispatch Jake to call turns three and four and went with the latter. As we've done each and every year, I got in contact, or actually Chris Pollock did, with the fine folks here at Square Mouth Travel Insurance who happen to have the 12th floor of the Northern Trust Bank building and the balcony that sits just off of it, and that's where I am right now. I can actually see Michael Young atop that parking garage, but my main responsibility is the area setting up for turn number four, which technically speaking is First Street here in St. Petersburg, Florida. It is a northern jaunt that about 400 yards before it, they will go ahead and start to slow down just a little bit because it is a very tight right-handed turn. But very shortly after it, it is a left-handed turn that is turn number five. Now, it comes with some curbing down low and a little bit of a crown of the street up high, so you want to try to keep that middle lane in turn number five. That's what makes it a tricky area of the racetrack. Alang Stadium is on their right. Pioneer Park eventually becomes on their left. Nick Yeoman, it is a beautiful day here in St. Petersburg, as I can see clear across to the skyline of Tampa, Florida. And, of course, I sit right here in the heart of the skyline of St. Petersburg, Florida. There is nowhere better to be on this day in terms of watching the racing unfold. And uh, when they leave Jake's view, they'll head around Pioneer Park. Mark Jane, Mark Jane's the anchor of the IndyCar Radio Network. We're about one minute away from firing the engines. And uh, while that airport runway may be the most signature part of this racetrack, Mark, where it's 63 feet wide. There's no doubt after they leave Jake's view and start heading around Pioneer Park, that's where things tighten up. Just 26 feet in the narrowest part of this racetrack around St. Pete. For sure, Nick, at the exit of turn number eight, and then a little left-hander, which is turn number nine, and they uh, glide past the beautiful Mahaffey Theater and the fairly new Dolly Museum. It's one of the most respected uh, uh, anywhere in the world, in the harbor with all of the yachts and the spectators adorning them, uh, watching the cars make their way into one of the signature portions of the race track, which is turn 10. It is a sharp left-handed turn, and it's very, very unforgiving. We will probably see drivers from time to time in that runoff area that, that overcook it. That curbing is probably uh, the most forgiving of all of the curbing around the racetrack. And then they make a little switch back through 11 and 12, which is a deceptively fast portion to the racetrack. But because of the fact the switchback is so quick, Nick, if you don't handle it just right, as uh, some drivers could tell you, most notably will power, the grip on the rear of the car can go away and you can find yourself spinning. 
but you want to maintain momentum because it's that final turn before you get back onto that airport runway, which is the most important portion of the racetrack, uh, portion of the racetrack in terms of maintaining that momentum and getting a, fa- a fast lap here at St. Pete. Well, the engines have fired for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires here on the IndyCar Radio Network. It is the pace car followed by Kyle Kirkwood leading them off of pit lane here at Barber Motorsports Park, here at St. Petersburg. We were there last week at Barber Motorsports Park. This is the only time that those cars will be on pit lane. Of course, Indy Lights does not do live pit stops, so many of those guys are back on pit lane. It means they've had trouble. It's Kyle Kirkwood, your pole sitter. Alongside him, David Malukas and Devlin D. Francesco and Daniel Frost in row number two. Robert McGinnis will start alongside Linus Lundquist in row number three. Alex Peroni is in row number four alongside Benjamin Pedersen. In row five, Antonio Saravalli in that red and black machine alongside Nikita, Nikita Lestashkin. Uh, in row number six, Toby Sowry and Stingray Rob and Christian Bogle uh, brings up the tail of the field starting in 13th. Okay, Davey Hamilton, if I can tell you as a race car driver that your car is really good in one particular spot here around the St. Petersburg Street Course, where do you want to be really fast at? Well, the, the, where you want to be fast, guys, is coming off turn 14. That is the place because that's that long straightaway, and that is the best passing zone going down into turn one. So if you could get off there, get a good run, get a little bit of a draft, passing zone, turn one, definitely by far the best. So I'm going to do all I can to make my car really good off that corner. All right, we've got a couple good pit reporters down. Uh, we're going to be covering the action. We hope it's not busy for them down on pit lane. But uh, some final thoughts before we go racing. Ryan Marine, I want to start with you, someone maybe you're keeping an eye on here as we're set to go racing for the third time in Indy Lights for 2021. The name that jumps to mind for me, Nick, is Daniel Frost, the rookie out of Singapore. He'll start fourth here today, also qualified fourth for race number two tomorrow. He's one that wants to put the opening week of the season behind him as quickly as possible. Came away from Barber Motorsports Park with finishes of seventh and twelfth. But he does have some good history here on the streets of St. Petersburg, going back to last season in which he finished third at the Indy Pro 2000 Championship. Finished on the podium in both starts here at St. Petersburg last year. And he's been fast throughout practice and then the two qualifying sessions as well in the build-up to this race. So really curious to see what he can do in his first Indy Light start here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Great effort in qualifying. Now trying to convert that into a good race finish for the first time this year after a disappointment in the opening round of the championship. How about you, Rob Howden? Who do you have your eye on this afternoon? I'll tell you this, Ryan. It's been interesting for me to watch these guys come through the entire road to Indy. You threw USF to Indy Pro. I'll tell you though, in talking to David Malukas at uh, Barber Motorsports Park, this young man has matured a ton since he was here at the start of 2020. Was the fastest driver in that single practice session. I cannot believe how much he's matured. He's got confidence that I've more confidence than I've seen in many years. And of course, to be able to get that win in race number two at Barber, he's going against the rookie over there in Kyle Kirkwood. I have a feeling that David Malukas is going to try to get super aggressive here. He's a driver I want to see what he can do because he's going to start on pole for race number two tomorrow. All right, getting ready to settle in for 35 laps around the streets of St. Petersburg. As Rob mentioned, those two drivers on the front row, they didn't play too kindly in race number one as it was Kirkwood 
ruining the day for David Malukas. They will lead the field of the green flag here momentarily. Kirkwood and that blue and silver car for Andretti Autosport. David Malukas in the red, black, and silver with some yellow accents on that machine. He was our winner at Birmingham one week ago on Sunday. And then uh, Devlin DeFrancesco, the neon highlighter yellow car for Andretti Autosport. Daniel Frost will start alongside him. They'll start to stack up out of the final corner. We're set to go racing on the streets of St. Petersburg. First three rows. The alignment is pretty good. Back of the field hustling to catch the rest of the field. They will see the green flag, though, and Michael Young, the Indy Light Series, will head to turn number one. And they look good so far as DeFrancesco dives inside of Belukas trying to get that second position. Kirkwood, two-car length advantage. That DeFrancesco, Belukas through three. Oftentimes, by the time they get to turn three, things have settled out just a little bit, but it's not necessarily the case right now. There goes Daniel Frost to the inside. He is looking to in on trying to get that third spot away from David Belukas. Not even DeFrancesco to second. Kirkwood, the leader around Pioneer Park. Yeah, they were going side-by-side side through turns five as Daniel Frost trying to get around David Malukas. Mark, it's a good battle for third as Malukas kind of stacking up that train behind him. Yeah, uh, Malukas is trying to gain some sort of separation, but he's not able to do so. DeFrancesco uh, with a great move at the start of this race, and uh, the field led by Kyle Kirkwood makes that left-handed turn and slips away from the Dolly Museum and sets up for that 11-12 switchback. It was a disjointed start. Ryan Marine doesn't look like all 13 drivers answered the bell on the green flag. Yeah, I think part of the problem was Toby Salary, who has brought his car to the pit lane. Something wrong with that car on the pace laps. They have the rear cowling off of the Hook Ghost Racing machine, and the crew is taking a look at it. There's an AER events engine research technician here as well. Uh, they've got the laptop plugged in, trying to diagnose what's going on with Toby Salary's car. Real disappointment for the Hook Ghost Racing driver, who had scored podiums in both of his previous starts here at St. Pete. Davey, it was bizarre, the start of that race, as we saw about eight cars yeah. off of that final corner, and I'm sitting here wondering, wait a second, where's the second half of the field? <laughs> so, so that's one thing as being new, right, to these cars in this series. One thing that you have to do, you can't leave any track position out there. And those guys, as you said, they were all, the first eight of them were all stacked up nice. Then there was a huge gap. When the green flag came out, some guys were still coming off of turn 14. You cannot give up that kind of track, track position, um, especially when you're going slow. So I'm sure their teams will show them that video and let them know not to do that again. Up front, it was a perfect start, though, for Jupiter, Florida's Kyle Kirkwood. He's your leader. Good battle developing, though, for second. David Malukas has kind of uh, regathered himself, and now, Michael, he's charging towards Devlin DeFrancesco into turn one. Yeah, DeFrancesco had a great pass going into turn number one, got underneath Malukas. Malukas thought better than to battle him, and Daniel Frost now starting to check into that third place battle as well. So a great battle as it comes into the view of Jake Query. Malukas off of turn three got just a little bit loose on the rear of the race card, allowed DeFrancesco to pull away just a little bit, but Frost now is really starting to get... Yeah, we're watching David Malukas try to hold on to that race car, Mark. Uh, he very nearly tagged the wall, but clearly he's fast all over the rear ring of that bright yellow car of Devlin DeFrancesco. To show you how important we've discussed it before with Davey Hamilton, Nick, clearly getting off of that final turn is so very, very important, and he was not able to do that, David Malukas. The car wiggled a little bit upon exit, and he has, it has taken him three-fourths of a lap to catch back up. He'll try it again this time as he hopes to make a cleaner exit as he's nose to tail into that final turn. 
turn. Uh, lights up the tires just a little bit. It looked like Devlin DeFrancesco slid it as well. This may be a three-car battle for the second position as Daniel Frost has peeked into the pad battle as well. Malukas pops to the outside, Michael. They're going to go side-by-side side into one. Yeah, Malukas will now try to dive to the inside, doing the over-under. He's all over the rear ring of Devlin. DeFrancesco into three. Again, this is the battle for the second position. DeFrancesco has it. It is stacked up behind him with Malukas and Frost right there. Kirkwood is putting all of this in the rearview mirror. He is 12 car lengths in front of that 2-3-4 combination. Davey, these cars dancing around Pioneer Park. Some good battling there from second on back. Well, how about this? We, we just talked about that, Nick. Is somebody going to check out like they did in a barber? Yes, that's exactly what happened. The leader's out there, but, man, from second back, you can throw a blanket over all of them. And, and man, it's so cool to watch these cars and some of the camera angles that they have, just watching how rough this track out is and how they bounce around and how how it's hard to keep these cars under control at some of these corners. It's pretty pretty exciting. Devlin D. Francesco leads this train from second position on back. Boy, Malukas had to swing really wide to avoid running in into him. He's going to give up the third position as Daniel Frost moves to the inside. They will drag race down the long airport runway. Daniel Frost to the inside. David Malukas to the outside. Michael, who's going to take that third spot out of turn number one? Frost takes that position and then David Malukas will fall back to that fourth position. Right behind him is Robert McGinnis for fifth. This is a really good battle. Again, Frost in third, then Malukas. McGinnis now is going to try to go inside of Malukas. They make contact. Malukas got hung out to dry. McGinnis to the outside. He made it just to get past Malukas. Mark Chains, how about this battle? And they're not done. Malukas and it looked like Linus Lundquist in that orange and black car going wheel to wheel. Peroni, Pedersen, all of those guys trying to get involved in this as, again, they all kind of got stacked up behind David Malukas and that allowed everyone to close up. The big beneficiary, of course, to all of this, Kirkwood and even DeFrancesco as they start to pull away a little bit. Yeah, Kirkwood's got to be loving this as his advantage is a full two seconds as he makes his way back out of the front straightaway. Then it's Devlin DeFrancesco, his Andretti Autosport Steinbrenner teammate. Uh, and then it's that battle for third. Daniel Frost has it. Robert McGinnis going to try to regather it. Michael Young as they race towards turn one. Kyle Kirkwood, about a 15-car length advantage. Then DeFrancesco. Daniel Frost, all by his lonesome in third. Then it's Robert McGinnis. David Malukas has fallen to fifth. And I tell you what, Lundquist is making a nice move, trying to get into that fifth position. He's currently sixth. Yeah, Lundquist is staying right there. And that really, that grouping is kind of separating itself. Nick, it's kind of like seemingly the start of this race where the first half of the field has really kind of gotten away from the back half. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood would check it out. Two-second lead over Devlin DeFrancesco, and then they're running wheel-to-wheel. Boy, Linus Lundquist just about tagged the wall, running a little wide through Pioneer Park, and Mark, he's going to have to hold on. Alex Peroni in that uh, bright blue Carlin machine giving a good chase down towards turn 10. Yeah, it looked like a little wheel rub for him through that Pioneer Park area. It doesn't look like to, even a, a donut showed up on the side pod, which you see sometimes in close quarters ranking, racing. But yeah, these uh, drivers for sure have the elbows plenty wide and uh, the front front three now, Nick, as they make their way off the final turn, starting to space themselves out a little bit. Five of 35 complete here on the streets of St. Petersburg. This is the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network. It's Kyle Kirkwood, your race leader. Devlin DeFrancesco is second. Daniel Frost is third. It looks like uh, Linus Lundquist did just lose that position to Alex Peroni. Let's get a couple updates from Pit Lane. We'll start Rob Howden with you. 
Yeah, Nick, I'll tell you, I've been here trackside since 8 o'clock in the morning, and the wind has not been as brisk as it is right now. As I walk back up Pitland, I physically had to lean into the wind, and you think about that in their faces as they're able to come out of turn 14. The draft going to play, I think, even more of a role as the driver's able to suck back in behind the gearbox of the drivers in front of them. Then you add to the fact that we have pushed a pass back here this weekend. We did not have it at Barber Motorsports Park, but again, those 15 seconds, 15 applications of 50 more horsepower, that's going to come into play, but the key to that now is obviously 1.5 seconds back is when you get the activation. Kyle Kirkwood over two seconds out front. The drivers behind him, Devlin Francesco and the rest, are not going to be able to use push to pass to reel in the leader. The guy that won the USF 2000 Championship and the Indy Pro 2000 Championship in back-to-back years, looking strong here for his first Indy Lights victory. A little bit further down pit lane, Ryan Marino, I know you've got an update as well. Toby Salary has returned to the race, albeit six laps down. The word from the team is simply that he lost power very unexpectedly. This is not something they've been dealing with all weekend. It is a team that's been chasing some handling woes, but as far as lost power goes, that's something completely new. I will say when he left, the car did not sound completely on song, and he just came down the front straightaway, guys, and that car sounded wounded, to say the least. So I think we'll likely be seeing Toby Salary back on pit lane very soon. Yeah, it's a tough start to the day. Salary right now 13th, six laps down. Uh, Michael Young, it was a great start to the Indy Lights campaign for the Global Racing Group teammates in those uh, identical orange and black cars. We're talking about Linus Lundquist and Benjamin Pedersen. They run in seventh and eighth right now. And uh, can you describe the battling down in turn one? It looks like it's been ferocious the last couple laps. It really has. Two laps ago, Lundquist swung way wide at the exit of turn number one. His teammate Pedersen tried to sneak below him. He was able to close that gap, and they came right back into turn number one. Last time by, side by side, battling there as well. This time by, let's see how that battle shapes up. It's called down a little bit. Lundquist about three car lengths ahead of his teammate Pedersen. But Jake Query, those two were going at it for about two laps in a row. And they seem to have settled down just a little bit right now, at least theoretically speaking, because they have, oh, we'll call it maybe about four car lengths between them. Maybe they decided, maybe somebody told Lundquist, look, just make sure you keep this clean here because he got a little aggressive early on, but things have settled down just a little bit. Full field rundown. It's Kyle Kirkwood, your race leader, by 2.4 seconds over Devlin Francesco. Francesco trying to hold off Daniel Frost, who is charging, trying to make that a good battle for second as they head for the final hairpin. They run second and third. Pretty good battle for fourth as well as Robert McGinnis is trying to hold off David Malukas. That is your top five. Uh, let's peek in to that battle for not only second, but for fourth position. Michael down the front straightaway. DeFrancesco trying to hold off Daniel Frost. Yeah, DeFrancesco swings wide and allows Daniel Frost in. Daniel Frost overcooks it into turn number one. DeFrancesco left the door open. Now Daniel Frost in third under attack by Robert McGinnis. Right behind him, David Malukas. Yeah, so now all of a sudden things get really, really interesting. Again, DeFrancesco puts this in his rearview mirror. Frost has McGinnis right there. Then Malukas, who had fallen early, is making sure he's keeping those two close in his sight. But that's exactly how they run through turn number five. Davey Hamilton did... Uh... Uh, Daniel Frost just discovered the limit of uh, just how hard you can yeah. charge into turn one. Yeah, exactly. He sure did. You know, the race between these guys is amazing. McGinnis and Malukas, Peroni and, and uh, Lundquist, them guys, I tell you what, they've been put on a great show. But Frost right there, he just, he, he gave it a shot, threw it in way early. I mean, he turned in so early, I thought that, 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 that I didn't know if he was going to make the corner it was so early. But he tried it, it didn't stick, and he'll do so, he'll catch up to him again and, and try something different. Right now, as, as we see 
side by side between uh, who is that? McGinnis and uh, Malukas coming off at the final corner. Yeah, McGinnis' car got sideways. He loses the position to Malukas. Now, uh, Michael, can he regather it and repass him into one? Boy, Malnick con- contacted to turn number one. McGinnis gets into David Malukas. It looked like McGinnis just slid into him, but he's right on the rear wing of David Malukas. And you know what's interesting is Frost had let these two away from him, but he got just a little bit loose as he exited turn number three. But the gap is too big for Malukas to make up ground. Then McGinnis is right behind him. He is again trying to keep Malukas on him as they work through turn number five. Now the old adage is eight tires better than four, and it was a controlled <laughs> slide with McGinnis and Malukas side by side. And Davey, that opens the door for uh, Peroni. Alex Peroni now into that battle as well, running in the sixth position. He's coming on. He's joining the joining the gang. And, man, it gets it keeps getting exciting, more exciting. And I'll tell you, two, two, three, this is our third race where the, that the leader has just checked out. But, man, from second back is the most exciting racing we've seen for a, a long time in this Lindy Light Series. Yeah, boy, they went wheel to wheel. Mark James through turn number one. Robert McGinnis on the inside. David Malukas on the outside. And you can really see him uh, sawing on the steering wheels to try to hold on to those race cars. Well, uh, you know, Robert McGinnis driving for his open-wheel future, I think. Thing. Uh, Nick, quite frankly, I mean, you know, he uh, thrilled to have this opportunity in the 27 car. And, uh, you know, that young man uh, didn't get a season off to a very good start. Had struggles trying to be competitive at Barber Motorsports Park last weekend. And uh, he's looking for a strong rebound and uh, hoping for a good finish today and hopefully get himself in position to contend for a championship. Working lap number 11 of 35 here on the streets of St. Petersburg. It is Kyle Kirkwood from Jupiter, Florida. Up front by 3.2 seconds over Devlin DeFrancesco. Another 1.6 seconds back to Daniel Frost, who runs in third. Frost is uh, gapped Malukas, who runs in the fourth position. McGinnis is fifth. Alex Peroni, the rookie driver for Carlin Racing, is in sixth. Linus Lundquist is seventh. Benjamin Pedersen is eighth. Antonio Saravalli runs in the ninth position. Stingray Rob rounds out the top ten. In eleventh, it is uh, Nikita Lasishkin. Christian Bogle runs in twelfth. And then in thirteenth, it is Toby Sauri. Leader makes his way through turn number one. Michael Young, though, throughout the field, have things calmed down a little bit from second on back? Looks like it. DeFrancesco already by me, so too Daniel Frost. Then it's Malukas, caught a four car legs. And then that battle's starting to shape up. Malukas and McGinnis, and then Peroni right there as well, Jake. Yep, McGinnis works his way now, starts to decelerate a little bit for that right-hander that is turn number four. Peroni just behind him. Malukas about five car lengths in front of him. Everything kind of right now set, settling down just a little bit, Nick. Yeah, there's no doubt. It was awful wild from second to about the sixth position, and uh, now things starting to settle down as these drivers will try to maintain some uh, race pace. With still 23 laps to go, got to take care of these race cars, got to take care of those Cooper tires, and we'll see who can uh, find a little strength in the back half of this race. Of course, the entire Road to Indy is here this weekend. A lot of busy track activity, and Rob Howden, you've been on the call for just about darn near all of it. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the racing we've seen so far. I'll tell you, Nick, uh, a really solid start to the uh, the weekend with USF 2000. The guys up front stand out of trouble. We had a bit of chaos in the back, five different yellow flags. But I'm standing by here right now with a driver who was able to get the race win, Christian Brooks, second year in USF 2000, running with exclusive Autosport. You won here to cap the season off last year. You come back with a focus on the championship. A couple of top fives at Barber Motorsports Park. But how good is it to finally get that first race win of the season to kick the season off well? Now you go to the point lead, too. Uh, I just couldn't be more pleased with the car that it 
exclusive autosport gave me. They gave me the best car last year and then repeated the same this year. Um, I mean, it was a tough race, but all those cautions with uh, people wrecking out. Uh, the restarts were a little hectic, but I was able to keep my composure and put the car back on the box. Uh, one, two, and four for the team is unbelievable. Uh, I, I think it goes to show the hard work that the exclusive autosport boys have been putting in behind the scenes. But, I mean, all in all, it's, it's been amazing. we still got one more to go and just got to make the most of it. Indeed. Matt Round Garrido finishing in second and your rookie teammate Billy Fraser in fourth, getting off to the start like this. Talk a little bit about, I know there'll be people want to know, the change in the track, of course. Every time IndyCar comes out, this track is different for you guys. What was it like for race number one? Oh, yeah. So race number one, uh, definitely the balance of the car was completely different with all the rubber that the IndyCar cars put down. It's unbelievable. Uh, they put the rubber down in different parts of the corner, like the exit, because they have so much power. So uh, definitely have to adapt with driving, and we, we made some changes with the setup. Uh, the car was still fantastic, and we're probably going to have to make some more changes after these Indy lights go around today. Hey, good luck in race number two this afternoon. Thank you, Rob. Let's move over to the team owner, Michael Duncalf. Michael, obviously uh, the best weekend you guys have had to start this season. You lock out the front row in USF 2000 qualifying. He wins. Christian Burks wins. You come back and win with Braden Eves as well, race number two. You guys are two for two to start the uh, the weekend here. All in all, it seems like you put together a great group, both the drivers behind the wheel and the team spinning the wrenches. Uh, thank you so much, Rob. You know, the uh, the guys you know, that are spinning the wrenches, they've been busting their butts all year. Um, and, and they've really, you know, the engineers the engineers and mechanics, they've uh, really given the guys some really good cars. And then, you know, the drivers, they're delivering on track. They're doing exactly what they need to do every time, you know, we ask it. And, uh, you know, I really couldn't be more proud of the entire the entire team. You know what? Uh, topically right here right now as we're watching Indy Lights, you had a couple of Indy Lights cars. You ended up selling them during the, the COVID-19 shutdown. A lot of momentum right now for Indy Lights. As a team owner with USF 2000 and Indy Pro, are you thinking about stretching back out, potentially going Indy Lights in the next couple of years? You know, we're definitely considering it. Uh, you know, always been a, a goal and a dream to be in the Indy Lights paddock, and uh, we were there for a moment, and, uh, you know, we'd definitely like to get back. Hey, congrats on a great day so far, and good luck for the rest of the weekend. Thank you so much, Rob. Nick Yeoman, that's Michael Duncalf from Exclusive Autosport. Of course, his race winner, Christian Brooks as well. Braden needs with another victory. Man, this, uh, this team off to a fantastic start, and like he said, momentum for Indy Lights. He's one of the teams that's looking to join the uh, grid in 2022. Yeah, they have definitely established themselves as one of the uh, really premier teams on the road to Indy. Boy, Michael Young, we about had a mess out in turn one. What did you just see moments ago? Well, Lundquist went in deep into turn number one. Peroni was there. They both slid through the exit, or midway point, I should say, of turn number one. They both collided, darn near collided. Peroni was able to gather it back up and get around Lundquist. But, Nick, it's been interesting. I've been watching Lundquist the last five laps. It just seems like that car is going away from him. He's just not had good car control each and every time he comes into turn number one, especially. So here he comes into pit lane right now as, uh, boy, Lundquist just struggling, probably cooked those tires. Nick, it's frustrating for that guy after having such a good weekend at Barber. Yeah, it was uh, quite a collision with he and Alex Peroni as uh, Linus Lundquist brings his car down to pit lane and uh, Davey Hamilton. I mean, that whole front end of that race car came off the ground when those two made contact. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, if, if they both don't have damage, I'll be really surprised because definitely, definitely got way airborne and, and uh, how they both controlled it, pretty impressive. I have to say that, but Lundquist, I think he's uh, his car looked like a bit of front suspension to me when it flew that high and came down the racetrack so because they could be done but uh, boy how Peroni drove away from that is uh, is a miracle but I, he may have some damage too but he's still on track 
Rob Howden, uh, apparently it was a very, very brief stay on pit lane for our now former points leader. Yeah, I was able to get here just before Linus Lundqvist. He just rolled, not even quite to a stop. The team was looking at that left front to make sure everything was okay. Pointed him to go and just got him rolling again. I don't think he even came to a complete stop. And, uh, I mean, Davey, is that just the reassurance you're looking for from as a driver? I mean, ultimately, Linus is going to know if that car feels okay or not. Yeah, that's right. You know, and he may have said, hey, man, I feel like there's damage to the left front. Maybe the tire's down. Uh, first thing they want to say, well, if they come to the pit and they look close at it and see the tire's not down and he still feels something, obviously there's a suspension a bit. I'm trying to look at it, too. And actually, man, these cars are pretty tough. It looks pretty darn good. And he looks like he's coming up to speed, coming off of turn 14. He's at the full song, going down that front straightaway into turn one. So, so far, so good. No puncture tire and nothing seems to be bent, guys. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, the front wing looks like it's intact. I mean, that might have just been a, a perfect scenario of wheel-to-wheel contact that, boy, it looked big, but uh, nothing apparently visually broken on that race car. Lundquist rejoins the action. He is now in the 12th position. Uh, the only driver he is ahead of is Toby Sowery, who is six laps down. And for Lundquist, he is a good full 20 seconds behind Christian Bogle, who runs in 11th. So for these final 17 laps, it's uh, going to be about just turning laps and trying to learn. Let's pick up a battle a little bit further back. Haven't talked much about these drivers this season. Michael Young, it's a battle. Now for the eighth position, Antonio Saravale leads Stingray Robin to turn one. Yeah, Stingray's been slowly catching that rear wing of Antonio Saravalli. They make their way through turn three, now working over to turn number four. But uh, Stingray doing a good job, Jake, trying to close that ground. Yeah, he got a little bit loose, did Saravalli I'm talking about, with Rob behind him exiting turn number three. But everybody managed to kind of gather it up. It's about a three-car length gap between the two of them as Saravalli works his way now around Pioneer Park. Yeah, of course, Saravalli, uh, one-car team, uh, driving for his father in the eighth position, Stingray Rob. Really the best bet now for Hunko's racing is Toby Sowery has had his problems. Uh, so Stingray Rob runs in the ninth position. Right now he is uh, about one point, now about a full second behind Antonio Saraboli. So that's going to be close enough to use that push to pass. Again, the battle for the eighth position. Those two drivers make their way around the final uh, corner here in St. Petersburg. Back out of the front straightaway. The gap, Michael, looks like it's about uh, three or four car lengths as Saraboli in that red and black car, maybe inching away from Stingray Rob a bit. Yeah, has a little bit of a wiggle coming through the apex of turn number one, but gathers it right back up. Actually, Jake looks like he's checked out about to three, four car lengths now. Yeah, Saravalli looks good exiting turn number three. As a matter of fact, gets his car now to the middle of the racetrack and keeps it now in a good line through turn number four. The question I have at this point in the race for Davey Hamilton is this. Davey, when I look down, I can see the rubber laid down here in the racing grooves. Now, that was Firestone rubber from, of course, the Indy cars prior to this. At this point, it would be the Cooper rubber that these cars are laying down. But that means, of course, it's coming off of their tires. So at which point, as a driver, is it more challenging, driving on that Firestone rubber that is not necessarily gripping with your Coopers or having your own rubber, but knowing it means your tires are going away? Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's the first one. I think when you're on that Firestone rubber, just being enough different that they don't mesh together just right is, is more of a challenge. But once they kind of get that rubber somewhat peeled off, I should should say, and, and, you, and you know when it's being peeled off so slightly, because that generates marbles, the, the small little chunks of rubber you see on the racetrack that's off 
line that you never want to get into either. And I think as these, even the, even though the tires are wearing down and they have less grip, I think the cars have a little bit better balance in their own rubber. But, uh, but you're going to drop lap times regardless. As we, we talked about before, Cooper does a great job with these tires to make, they do not make pit stops, guys. So these tires have to, to last the entire run. And so, uh, you, you, they have to be able to take some abuse and they don't drop off a lot, but they do drop off a little. And if you get your tire to be the last towards the end of it with the lighter fuel load, you you know, you can cut some laps and try to be fast at the end as well. Fifteen laps to go on the streets of St. Petersburg for race number one for the Indy Lights series presented by Cooper Tires. It's the Indy Lights Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by Foundation Building Materials. Kirkwood's lead is 3.6 seconds. Battle for second, third, and fourth is uh, is starting to get pretty good. Devlin DeFrancesco runs in second. Uh, he's got a 1.1 second advantage over Daniel Frost. And then Frost, just an eight-tenths of a second lead over David Malukas. And Rob Howden, I want to talk about the driver kind of sandwiched in between those two drivers, Daniel Frost. I know you were on the call for the practice session, and uh, just the fact that he's running in the top three says a lot about what that Andretti Autosport team did because uh, I know you can talk a little bit about that accident that he had earlier this week. Indeed, a couple of drivers, Nick, really started to be pushing it early in that practice session and in the qualifying session as well. Guys are really hanging it out. We had a couple of guys have some issues, and just a minor mistake by Daniel Frost ended up t- tagging the wall. And again, the Andretti Autosport guys going to work. For me, it's the young rookie, right? You make a mistake like that, and you can get in your head. But Daniel Frost is a guy who's pretty focused on what he does. We know he's been strong before on street circuits. He won at the streets of Toronto in the Indy Pro 2000 category a couple of years ago. So he's good on the street circuits. And again, Coming off that event at Barber, you think maybe, man, he would have been down on himself a little bit, especially even with the incident early, but he has come back really strong. I've been really impressed with the way Daniel's been aggressive from the very get-go. Devlin Francesco leads that train uh, towards turn number four. The advantage is about four or five car lengths over Daniel Frost and another four or five back to David Malukas. Those three drivers all within 1.5 seconds, so theoretically they can use that push-to-pass button for that little extra horsepower. Of course, you got to be uh, Davey throughout the course of a race you got to be careful with how much you use it because it will run out. So I imagine those drivers have to kind of be, you know, pick their spots here with 13 laps to go. So with yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry about that. The, the, one, one thing with these tires that we talked about, right towards the end, right right now, is with 13 laps to go, guys. Ooh, ooh, and we see the 70. Oh, no, we got one in turn. The, the, the Francesco guys blows in to turn 13 too hard, running that second position, slides off the course into the wall. Going to bring out a – definitely going to bring out a, a, a caution in that corner, more than likely full course, guys. And, and Mark, he is frustrated, pounding the steering wheel, Gonna get a full course yellow. He was running second at the time and, and had become the points leader as of now. Well, and, and we saw it uh, back at IndyCar qualifying with Will Power. How really fast that you could go through 11 and 12, and uh, how perilously tight the confines could be through there. Davey, we're getting to look at the replay as we speak. Yep. Exactly what happened. You get there so quick, but the problem is, you you know, it's hard to go through there wide open and get slowed down for turn 13, and that's exactly what happened. He got through there so good, carried momentum, and just got a little bit high. He got on those brakes, just lost that grip, and man, it's it. Uh, he hit hard enough. It, it tore to the left front completely off that car. So wow, that that that's amazing. Back to what we've seen in our IndyCar series last year, guys. The leader uh, losing control and, and, and crashing out. Well, here we have it again. Second place. 
place guy challenging for that lead uh, just goes in too hard, loses it, and uh, takes himself out. So not an easy course, even when you're not getting pressure from behind, guys. And, Davey, I remember when Sam Schmidt said, um, oh, so many years ago, when he had a young driver bleeding by some nine seconds, sticking to the tire barriers at Long Beach, talking about, at the time, Joseph Newgarden, he said, as frustrating as it is from an owner's perspective, all these owners know these kind of mistakes are what they sign up for by running these kids in this series. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, you, they're, they're going to make mistakes. And you like the mistakes to be small ones that doesn't that, that you're not running second towards the end of a race. You like them to be in practice where we've seen earlier in the week where guys made some mistakes. Or they're small enough mistakes to where you recover from it. You slide out wide, maybe get in a little dirt, then, then lose a spot or two and get back on. But, man, when you hit the wall like that, take yourself out. Just It's a, it's a complete heartbreaker for everybody. It was a fantastic start to the season for Devlin D. Francesco with a pair of third place finishes at uh, Barber Motorsports Park for the 21-year-old from Toronto, Ontario uh, with the accident. He now falls to the 12th position. And Rob Howden, there's a chance that he may fall all the way to dead last. Toby Sowery, eight laps behind him with 11 to go. But I know that Hunkos Racing Team, they're not calling it a day yet. Yeah, indeed, they're, they're not. They're going to work on the car here right now. They're making a spring change in the rear of the car. They changed a little bit in the front of the car as well, had the front cowl off to adjust those dampers. They're putting new springs on, it says, on the rear. So trying a bit of a different platform here for Toby Sowery after the engine issues he had early. That said, 10 laps remaining right now. You said he's eight laps back. He needs to get on the racetrack quickly. They're not really pushing that hard in terms of being down here, trying to get him out in time. That said, we're at full course yellow speed, so if he is able to get out here in a lap and a bit, they may be able to get, as you said, enough laps be able to move DeFrancesco down to 13th. But the salary team, not happy at all. I talked to Toby earlier in the day. They were battling a little bit on the field breaks, breaking stability uh, going into turn number one, hoping to get that fixed. But again, right now, just working on a different platform, front and rear changes, Davey Hamilton, to the number 51. Yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, when you can't find that balance and you start searching a little bit, it, it, uh, it's, it's frustrating at times. But they'll get it. I mean, it's back to new teams, new drivers. Uh, most of the guys are rookies in this series right now. And uh, when, when you're changing massive, as we call it, throw the kitchen sink at it, you just got to hope for the best. Uh, Davey, what would you have said if you were in the cockpit of that 28 car of Kyle Kirkwood when you found out that that full course caution is now going to bunch everybody up for a restart when you've been dominating? Yeah, yeah, right. I know it exactly. I mean, it is what it is, and we've been, we've all been there before as racing drivers thinking, okay, got a nice lead, everything's going great, and something happens. I've won races with this situation, and I've lost races in this situation, so, uh, it's never fun, man. I know, I know the biggest one I lost. I know the few of them I won, one of the best one, Turkey Night Grand Prix, when Yell came out with just a few laps to go, and I couldn't hold off Bobby Santos, and, uh, it was, it's a heartbreaker for sure, so, hopefully he can, he can, Take off right where he left off and, and still pull off the win. Ryan Marine uh, looks like one of our championship contenders. Linus Lundquist just made another trip to pit lane. And you know what? I think that might be a strategy call for Linus Lundquist. They brought him in and changed the two front tires on that car and sent him back out. He was already at the tail end of the lead lap, so you don't lose anything with track position being under full course yellow. And I think their thought is, hey, we got nine laps to go. Let's get him some fresh rubber on the front and see if he can't make up a couple of positions here on this restart. Yeah, I mean, Mark, it makes sense because now he'll join right there with uh, with Christian Bogle and Nikita Lashishkin. We know how fast. 
class Lundquist is, says uh, he's going to have a chance to tail the end of the field and maybe pick up a couple spots as he resumes the points lead after the issues for Devlin DeFrancesco. Here comes the field out of the final hairpin. We're set to go racing once again with nine laps to go. Kyle Kirkwood accelerates. He'll see the green flag, a two-car length advantage over Daniel Frost. Well, for Kyle Kirkwood, he's clean out and into turn number one, about two car length advantage over Frost. Then it's Malukas McGinnis. Now we'll look to the inside. Pedersen, great battle for that fifth position. Pedersen and Robert McGinnis. And when Kyle Kirkwood comes into turn number four, he's going to feel a serious crosswind that was not here the last time by that is picked up, but it does not cause issue. Frost is right there, though. It's only a car length and a half between the two. David Malukas in third. Everybody single file and clean through five. Yeah, they weren't single file for the eighth position, though Stingray Rob just got around Antonio Saravalli. Check that. That's now for the seventh position, but as Jake talked about up front, everybody gets in line all the way back to the tail end of the field. Kyle Kirkwood's lead into turn number 10 is about three car lengths over Daniel Frost and then uh, David Malukas. And Mark, there's no doubt on that restart, everybody looking all over the racetrack, swinging left and right around the narrow streets of St. Pete. Yeah, just such an advantage when you're starting up front. And uh, Davey, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you are leading the field back to the start-finish line, boy, it is a huge advantage when you can control what the rest of the field does off that hairpin. Once you clear it first, you get back into the throttle, and typically by the time you get to the start-finish line, you're long gone. Yeah, absolutely. It's so hard to get the accelerator down coming off of turn 14, so it is a huge advantage for that leader to be able to get aimed in the right direction right at the last second and gas it while the cars in second behind you are still turning that corner and he did it perfectly. What a great restart Kirkwood did. Um, was able to pull ahead of Frost there and now he's able to hold it. So, But it's a bit uh, you know, it's a bit nerve-wracking when you have to do that. Did a great job of it though. Boy, it was a daring pass for Stingray Rob as he uh, went the long way around, Mark, around the outside into turn number four. That doesn't often work, but Stingray Rob made it work for him. Yeah, a lot of grip on that uh, race car for sure and he finds it to his liking and uh, we have seen a much more aggressive stingray rob in this particular race than we saw last weekend at barber motorsports park kyle kirkwood your race leader with eight laps to go over daniel frost who's trying to hold tight it's a one second advantage got to stay within 1.5 to use that push to pass kirkwood frost malukas michael young they'll head to turn number one yeah, it looks like Daniel Frost starting to close in on Kyle Kirkwood ever so slightly. Third place, Malukas by himself. Then Robert McGinnis in fourth. Pedersen trying to close in on that. Peroni kind of settles into that sixth position. But, boy, we had a car at the back of the field nearly spin out. That's a machine of Christian Bogle. Jake Query, they're already to five. No, when you watch Kyle Kirkwood, you can tell that right now Frost maybe is just waiting for him to make a bobble. But, Nick, the reality is he's running out of time to do so. Last time by, Frost was much closer, probably an extra car length or so that Kirkwood has managed to get himself free of Frost as he works his way now into turn number 10. And, Davey, you would have to think with seven laps to go, any push to pass that Daniel Frost has, he's got to use because it's go time. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully he has some left. I don't see the monitor that I have in front of me on how much they have uh, currently be able to use. But now is the time. You try to get up to him at the last few laps and then put a, try to pressure him into a mistake and just hope your tires are that little bit better than his. And, and if he can get that draft, as we continue to say, it's really windy here. And down that front straightaway, you're pushing a lot of air. And if he can get a little bit of help on the, on the draft on the front straightaway, he can make up some time. And as we see, uh, you know, 
as he pitted, as, as Lundquist um, pitted, but doesn't seem to, to help him any. He's still struggling around there a little bit towards the back of this field. Just watch him locking the tires up, go down into one right now. Yeah, he restarted in the 11th position. He's picked up one spot as he kind of, I'd say, marked through a little elbow to Christian Bogle through turn number one. Again, still a good strategy call to put on those uh, fresh Cooper tires, but boy, as strong as this field is going to be, and as much as Lundquist has struggled, it's going to be tough to get any further up than that. Wow, the guy in charge of polishing wheels for him is probably going to have a talk with him after this race is over because he's been giving him a workout. That's for darn sure. Uh, a pretty aggressive move, no question about it. But, uh, boy, uh, it, I think we're watching just how difficult it's going to be, I think, for someone to run off and hide for this championship because just think how dominating he was last week and how solid he was. And, uh, boy, he's just not enjoyed the same fate on a vastly different discipline here at St. Pete this weekend. Michael Young, let's take a peek at that battle for fourth position. Robert McGinnis with about a four-car length advantage over Benjamin Pedersen. And Pedersen threw it in deep into turn number one. He'll close it down to about a two-car length of advantage. That allows Perotti to get into that battle as well. It's a really good battle as they work their way into the Firestone Bridge. Again, Robert McGinnis started to get out of the throttle just a little bit entering turn number four. That allows Pedersen right there. Then Perotti about two car lengths behind that duo. They work their way now through turn number six. Yeah, Robert McGinnis, a guy that, uh, Mark, you're awful familiar with. He's been in the uh, the booth for us for some IndyCar coverage. Try to wheel that car. Looks like Benjamin Pedersen may be just a tick faster here in these final laps. He, along with Toby Sowery, the only two drivers who have previously raced in a lights car here. And now your leader has raced on this circuit before, but um, obviously in other forms of the road to Indy along with Stingray Rob. So McGinnis pretty comfortable here in St. Petersburg, and uh, he is poised for a solid top five here today. Now up front, Kyle Kirkwood has uh, found that magical advantage. It is 1.5 seconds over Daniel Frost. Uh, David Lucas runs in third. We're watching a good battle for the fourth position here with just four laps to go. Robert McGinnis leads Benjamin Pedersen into one. Yeah, Pedersen trying to close that gap again. Unable to do so. They swing through turn number two. About a three-car length advantage. McGinnis over Pedersen. The blue and white of Robert McGinnis. He works his way through turn number three. Swings it just a little bit wide. Now keeps it up high. Then ducks down low for that righty of turn number four. He does not make a mistake, but I'll tell you what. Pedersen is right there on him. And again, that battle towards the back of the field. Talking about that of Stingray Rob and as well Cerebelli. That also got interesting through turn number five. Yeah, those two have been battling it out. Uh, quite quite ferociously throughout the course of this race. And, Davey, as we watch this battle for fourth, if Pedersen gets close enough to challenge McGinnis, the guy in the catbird seat might be Peroni, who's just a couple car lengths behind, uh, where if this thing spills over, he may be able to gain a few spots at the end of this event. Well, we've seen that happen to, uh, time and time again as well, and that's what you love about the end of a race. You always want to make sure that you can take advantage of anybody else's mistakes, and when somebody's challenging as close as they are, they can make that mistake, and, and just like we've seen in turn one a few times, guys get together, it slows them down a lot, and if you could, if you could sneak up on these guys and take advantage of them. Trouble in turn one, oh. Michael Young. Yes, indeed, and it's the machine of Pedersen. He goes around as he tried to duck inside of Robert McGinnis. He loops it around once and twice, now back underway, but he'll fall all the way to the back of the field. He was trying to get that fourth position away from uh, Robert McGinnis, trying to set him up into turn number one, and Davey, we saw the back end of that car step out at the most inopportune time. 
Yeah, what happened there again? He just went in too too early, too low, hit that curbing, it's, and got was on the brakes. And when did that happen? It just locked the backs up. He turned it right around, and oh well, he actually had the back turn before he hit the curbing. Then he did some 360s to try to get going again. Misses everybody, spins too much, and then everybody else go by. And oh, what a bummer, man! And when you're in contention like that, then all of a sudden it's your mistake that you make, man. It's hard to hard to swallow. Mark, that was almost two accidents. I'd love yeah. to see that on board for Stingray Rob there at the exit of turn yeah, one. Davey described it perfectly. I mean, he got in there really, really deep and got up on the curbing. And, uh, you know, Robert McGinnis, Davey, uh, we would call that slamming the door, but Robert McGinnis takes the line that you normally take through there. And, and I don't think Pedersen had enough momentum and, and had a good enough track position to make that pass. Uh, absolutely. You need to be side-by-side side with him going into these corners because we do not have spotters here. And, and it's so you have to remember... They could only see the same amount as you could see. So if they're not up beside him, usually you can't see them. And and it was a position where he felt he was clear because he was his front tires were barely equal with his back tires. So he got on the brakes not to have that contact, but turned himself around. Kyle Kirkwood's lead is 1.4 second as he approaches uh, turn 14. And when he comes back onto the front straightaway, this long airport runway, he is going to see the white flag. Michael Young. The question is his teammate Daniel Frost. Does he have anything for him? It's 1.4 seconds. Final lap for Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle Kirkwood makes his way down into turn number one. Sets up for the final time. He was a winner here a few years ago in the USF 2000 Series. Now about 10 car lengths on his way to his first win of 2021. And just when he thought he was cruising away with it, he had to go ahead and go through a restart, but he did so flawlessly. And as a result, his reward again is an open track in front of him. Kyle Kirkwood with Frost just behind him. David Malukas running in third. No problem for any of the three around Pioneer Park for the final time. Yeah, Frost has carved about a 10 of a second, but he's going to have to find a whole lot more on this final lap as there's only a handful of corners to go. They make the bend through turn number nine, setting up for that hard left-hander of turn ten. That's where that wall can jump out and get you. Kyle Kirkwood, nice and smooth, leaves plenty of room between he and that outside wall as he approaches turn 14 for the final time. Kirkwood, 21 wins in 30 races in Road to Indy competition entering this season. He's about to get win 22. Out of the final corner, he'll see the twin checkered flags as Jupiter, Florida's Kyle Kirkwood wins his first Indy Lights race presented by Cooper Tires. He does it for Michael Andretti's organization, winning here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Daniel Frost with a career best second place finish. David Malukas comes home in third. Robert McGinnis finishes fourth, so it's a 1-2-4 finish for Michael Andretti's Andretti Autosport operation. Alex Peroni comes home with a top five finish. Stingray Rob uh, avoids all the chaos. He gets all the way up to the sixth position. Antonio Saravalli with a well-earned seventh. Nikita Lashishkin comes home in eighth. Uh, then it is the Global Racing Group teammates with a race to forget. Linus Lundquist comes home in ninth. Benjamin Pedersen, tenth. Christian Bogle finishes eleventh. Devlin DeFrancesco finishes twelfth. One lap ahead of Toby Sowry. So Sowry couldn't get out on the racetrack to make up that final spot. He'll come home in 13th. But uh, Davey Hamilton, what a win for Kyle Kirkwood. Perfect drive for that driver from right here in Florida.
Yeah, absolutely. It was a great performance, especially after, you know, he, he had a mistake himself at the very first race and had contact and, and uh, put, put a little damper on his day as well. But come back with a win like this uh, for that Andretti team has got to be super happy, and, and uh, he did it with domination today. Kyle Kirkwood wins. He leads all 35 laps on the streets of St. Petersburg, and with it, moves within eight points of the championship lead. In fact, somehow, despite finishing ninth, Linus Lundquist will hold on to that points lead over Malukas and then Kyle Kirkwood. Kirkwood makes his way all the way around the uh, 14-turn street course, making his way down pit lane now, where he will be greeted by a very excited Andretti Autosport team. Uh, again, race win for Kyle Kirkwood, and Mark Jaynes, just how we like it. Three races into the season, three different winners. Looks like we're shaping up for a pretty intriguing championship battle in Indy Lights. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of points on the table each and every weekend with a doubleheader. But uh, how important it is for that young man. I mean, you know, he obviously has had success in this track before on other runs of the ladder of the road to Indy. But uh, always cool to get a win at a track that you, uh, you know, consider your home track. Uh, Jupiter, Florida, the home for Kyle Kirkwood and uh, certainly a star on the rise. Uh, great drive for him today. Rob Howden, you're down there with, I would assume, a pretty happy car owner. Michael Andretti, you keep getting fantastic drivers in your race cars, and we've seen them in the years past. This one here, where you know you've been watching him through the road in the last couple of years. Trouble a barber, but he turns it around. The mental toughness of Kyle Kirkwood. Give me your thoughts here winning here at, uh, at St. Pete. Uh, great job. He's been doing a great job all weekend. You know, he came off with a tough weekend, and the rebound like that I think is awesome. And uh, Got one more to go, but uh, real happy with the job and the whole team, really. They were all doing really well, and uh, feel bad for Dev. He had a good one going, but uh, hopefully we'll come back and get him tomorrow. Congrats on the day. Thank you. Here's your team owner, guys, at Kyle Kirkwood. Impressive run for the young driver from Florida. Yeah, fantastic job. Uh, looking forward to hearing from Kyle Kirkwood. And a great job by uh, Michael Andretti's organization. Again, finishing first, second, and fourth. Really great job by our turn announcers, Michael Young and Jake Query, out on the racetrack. And, of course, IndyCar Radio wants to thank Squaremouth Travel for providing Jake Query has turned position on their balcony high atop the 12th floor of the city center here in St. Pete. Behind a multi-award winning customer service team, Square Mouth has been named one of the fastest growing companies in the United States seven years in a row. Get an instant quote at squaremouth.com slash IndyCar. Let's hear from some of today's competitors. He comes home in second. Daniel Frost standing by with Ryan Marine. That's right. It is a first career podium result for Daniel Frost, the native of Singapore, driving for Andretti Autosport, just climbed out of his machine. High fives all around. Daniel, congratulations. Big bounce back weekend for you. I know Barbara didn't go the way that you had planned. How nice was it to put that behind you? reward the team with a great result here in race one yeah i mean last weekend we put that to sleep it was not a good weekend for the team at all but then we bounced back here at st pete one two finish i think that's a great result we've shown great pace all weekend so you know hopefully tomorrow we can do the same thing and maybe fight for the win tomorrow you had good results here at this track in previous road to indy starts you were on the podium in both races to close out the year last year in indy pro 2000 did any of that carry over here stepping up to the indy lights car yeah i think so i think the momentum was carried out for the over the um, the past few races I had and and you know with the momentum we had um, I think it really showed that we had the pace and you know we we have a great car and we're we're pretty strong here so I'm I'm quite happy. 
Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Daniel Frost, first career podium in the Indy Lights Series. And let's get to a first-time race winner standing by with Rob Howden. Yeah, indeed, the first win for Kyle Kirkwood, but number 22 in Road to Indy Action. High five coming in from Cooper Tires, Chris Pantani. Uh, Kyle, obviously, uh, the run at Barber, not what you would have expected, not what you wanted. You come back here, though, in your home race in Florida. Tell me what it means to get this first Indy Lights race in the books. Oh, well, this is the first race here at uh, St. Petersburg that I've won on the first race. Usually I come through on Sunday, but uh, this is this is a fantastic weekend. I uh, couldn't be happier to be here in my home state. Phenomenal race. We led it from uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, couldn't be happier with the car. Absolutely fantastic. Team's doing a great job. Uh, we started this weekend off quick. We were quick in practice, quick in both qualifyings. Um, unfortunately, we, we qualified P2 to, for tomorrow, but we know we've got a good race car, um, and hopefully we can uh, come through with another podium tomorrow. Overall, how did the track evolve for you guys coming out? Of course, Indy Lights qualifying or IndyCar qualifying came out. The track always changes. Any surprises for you? Uh, not, not really. Honestly, the fact that I've been in the USF 2000 and Indy Pro 2000 car before, I kind of know what the car is going to do after Indy car qualifying. And it was just that we uh, we lost a little bit of front grip in the center of the corner, but traction was was phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I took those tools from those previous categories to bring it right into here, and it worked good. A year off, of course, from Indy Lights, you were on the couch and did a little bit of sports car racing, some prototype racing. How good does it feel to get back behind the wheel of an open wheel car? It feels phenomenal. You know, it was a year and a half since I started my first, since I started a race um, at Barber. So I was like thinking about it. I had that one incident at Barber. I'm like, ah, I was a little rusty, you know. But uh, we're starting to get in the groove of things, obviously, with this win, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's race as well. Congratulations. Thank you. There he is, guys. Kyle Kirkwood, his first ever Indy Lights win, and uh, as you said, Nick Yeoman, 22 road to Indy victories. I would say any rust that he had, he has thoroughly shaken off with career win number one. We're going to hear from David Malukas in just a minute, but Mark Jaynes, uh, let's run through the schedule. Tomorrow on IndyCar Radio, of course, uh, Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg weekend. 9.05, Dick Yeoman joined us for the final 30-minute warm-up session, the final tune-up before the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, and then we'll all be back for Indy Lights race number two at 9.50 Eastern. And then we'd like to start time, noon Eastern for sure, flag-to-flag coverage of the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Colton Herta and Jack Harvey will lead the field to the green flag. Colton Herta is, of course, the pole sitter. Look back at row 10. On the outside of row 10, Will Power. Interesting to note, just behind them in row 11, former Carlin teammates starting side-by-side, Ed Jones and Max Chilton. And, of course, uh, lots of Indy Lights uh, graduates in that field we're going to see tomorrow. Let's hear from the final driver on the podium, David Malukas, standing by with Ryan Marie. It's career podium number four for David Malukas in Indy Lights competition. And you had to earn that one. The uh, start, maybe not quite the way you wanted. You had to work your way back up through the field. What was it like out there? You were wheel-to-wheel several times throughout that race. Yeah, I mean, kind of took me my shock. I mean, I'm already like halfway through the corner, and I take a peek at my window, and I just see an Andretti car coming out. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, and that kind of ended up being every move that they made. It was very kind of incomplete last second. So thankfully, I was able to move out the way, and uh, sadly, I had to give up that position. But, you know, I just looked forward. I was like, you know what? They, I mean, I, I, at least I'm not in the wall at the moment. And, you know, push forward and try to make the move again. But thankfully, uh, they also made a couple mistakes, um, which ended up I was able to take advantage of. But, yeah, I'm really happy to secure a piece three after that chaos from the start and i mean really the whole race except after the restart but yeah i'm really happy well you started p2 today you get to lead the field to the green tomorrow what did you learn here today that you think might be able to help you keep that thing up front when you take the green flag yeah i mean p1 i, I mean we saw being behind De- De Francesco. 
a very fast car. I mean, very close to, to Kirkwood as well. He's going to be on the outside. But, I mean, if we, as long as we could get a good start, we have the pace. I was, you know, right on DeFrancesco. Even being in that bad air, we were still, you know, doing quicker sectors than him. So I definitely think we have the pace. And if we come clean and, and I think if we have a clear road ahead, then hopefully we can have a repeat at Barber. But, you know, no expectations. But I, I think it's going to look good for tomorrow. David Malukas, P3 today, looking for career win number two tomorrow. Yep, your podium, David Malukas, Daniel Frost, and Kyle Kirkwood. Great job by Rob Howden and Ryan Marine down on pit lane. Jake Query and Michael Young out on the course. Driver analyst Davey Hamilton, Mark Jaynes with me. Of course, I want to thank Rick Evans for on-site production there in St. Petersburg and in Indianapolis. Sam Rumson, of course, the uh, network general manager is Chris Pollock. I'm Nick Yeoman. That's going to do it for uh, this racing Saturday from St. Petersburg. Congratulations to Kyle Kirkwood. You're winning your NND lights. We will talk to you tomorrow from the streets of St. Petersburg.